In the day I interviewed Tom Hanks for the hit film Forrest Gump, he did 64 back-to-back five-minute TV interviews at the Four Seasons in Beverly Hills. Although I was fortunate enough to be in the first group of 10, I knew if I was going to have a unique, memorable interaction with this Hollywood star, I was going to have to show up different. Get him to put down his script. Take him off autopilot. Well, research shows that from moment to moment, all of our brains are set to run on autopilot. Hi, everyone. I'm David G., speaker, storyteller, and author of the three-second selling platform. The truth is autopilots serve important functions, whether it be an airplane, spacecraft, marine vessels, and now even somewhat more controversial in our cars and in our brains. The systems control the path of a vehicle, whatever it is, without requiring constant manual control by a human operator, freeing us to focus on other broader and maybe important aspects of operations. The first aircraft autopilot was developed by Speary Corporation all the way back in 1912. In the early days of aviation, aircraft required the constant attention of a pilot to fly safely. After all, why not? They were 100% in complete control of all aspects of the aircraft and flight. However, as aircraft range increased, allowing flights of many hours, the constant attention led to serious fatigue issues. So, the autopilot made flying safer. Well, the autopilot in the human brain can work much the same way, taking care of simple mundane tasks and leaving bandwidth and energy for more important things. Here's a quote from Daniel Bennett at Australia's University of Melbourne about the autopilot and the brain. Quote, most of the information that our senses pick up is processed automatically. Just a fraction of that information never makes it into our conscious awareness. This makes our brains efficient, since it means we don't have to pay conscious attention to everything at once. But it also has the side effect that we can make decisions based on information of which we are not fully aware, end quote. What are the side effects? What are the ramifications for all of us as we try to move, persuade, convince, and sell people when their brains are on autopilot? And, well, ours are too, for that matter. Unconscious processes greatly control our consciousness, according to well-established research. Where we direct our attention, what we remember, what we filter out from the flood of stimuli that bombard us all day every day, how we interpret them, and even what ideas we have and what goals we pursue, all of these result from automatic processes. Timothy Wilson of the University of Virginia considers this reliance on the unconscious to be the price that we pay for survival. If we were forced always to consider every aspect of the situation around us and were constantly weighing all of our options about what to do, he says mankind would have died out long ago. Okay, so the autopilot can literally be a brain-saving mechanism, preventing us from wasting a lot of energy on mundane, routine, and reoccurring tasks. But as much as it serves us, it's also the reason we might miss out on new opportunities new people, new ways of looking at things, and new experiences. could be something as simple as an Uber ride that opens up a unique interaction. I'll share an experience I had recently. I was going from the airport to a downtown hotel in Dallas for a speech I was giving at a conference and noticed a stack of books piled high on the driver's front seat. I asked him about them, and he said he was working his way through the list of the hundred greatest books ever written. Then he asked me for my recommendation of awesome books to add to his list. 
Then that segued to the podcast he listens to and the podcast I listened to. And I thought he was going to run off the road when I told him I had a podcast. Now, I assured him it wasn't that big of a deal and that it's, quote, pretty easy to have your own podcast. But he was proud and excited that I was the first podcaster he said he'd ever given a ride to. Well, there had to be others, right? He just never knew about it. And that's kind of the point. We all have really interesting people in our paths each and every day, people we can learn from, people we can grow from, but we don't even know about it. We're denied some enriching experiences because we are all on autopilot so much of the day. When you take your brain off autopilot and truly see the world and the people in it with wide open eyes, I guarantee you a whole new world opens up to you. The script. One of my first three-second selling clients was a VP at a nationally known corporation that specializes in tax-qualified retirement plans. He had a spreadsheet with 700 warm, qualified leads on it and spends a fair portion of his day working through that list via a combination of emails and phone calls. When I asked to sit in his office while he made some of those calls, I was astonished at just how rote and robotic he sounded. He didn't vary his script at all, but rather just left voicemail after voicemail wanting to know if he could, quote, share some news that might impact his prospects' retirement planning. Truth is, he wasn't working very hard to pique their curiosity, to arouse their brain, to be different, to give a hint that he had something truly of value to offer and that he deserved their time and attention. People can hear in your voice whether you're genuinely excited about something or just following a script, literally or figuratively, especially if you're trying to sell them something. I asked him if he was, in fact, bored by this activity, and he admitted he was. No surprise there. I told him if he wasn't excited and showed no urgency around what he had to say or sell, his prospects wouldn't respond with any either. Come on, it just... just, goes to reason, right? We all follow scripts in our daily lives, interaction by interaction, playing out preconceived notions of how we think something is supposed to go. We have to be diligent and deliberate to overcome that. Tom Hanks told me for his part, if he sounded like he was on autopilot, it was because he gets asked the same five questions by every interviewer everywhere he goes. In every country, he goes... And baseball great Derek Jeter said something similar, telling some sports writers in response to criticisms that he had received about being a boring interview, well, ask me better questions and I'll give you better answers. The Rookies Rock. I once had the chance to spend some time with some sales rookies, newly hired insurance salespeople right at the front end of their training. It was immediately apparent these new reps were getting more results from their phone appointment setting efforts than the veteran who had spent decades in sales. Why? (sighs) Because they didn't use the same pitch every time. They mixed it up. They tried different things, sometimes even just different ways of saying basically the same thing. And guess what? Because it felt so new and fresh to them, and because they were excited and enthusiastic and sincere, well... It felt new and fresh to the person on the other end of that. It got the attention of the prospects. Wait a minute, they said. This salesperson actually sounds authentic. Like they want to have a unique, original conversation with me. And they did. 
And that kind of reaction, that kind of emotional connection puts you well on the path to becoming someone people know, like, and trust. And that is who we do business with. Most salespeople, most marketing people probably approach their calls and their messaging with a script that sounds too familiar and that lots of other people are using as well. In turn, our prospects are also often following a script where they're simply looking to interject something maybe mid-spiel and in the call with a response like, well, we're simply not interested. We're happy with who we have. We're on contract, can't change. We just renewed, call back later when we might be ready to make a change, blah, 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 right? Both parties are on autopilot, the sales and marketing rep and their audience. A new paradigm. You know, the long-established historical protocol for selling has long been dead. People don't need us any longer, for the most part, to simply tell them about our products and services. Your audience knows far more about you than they used to. And the first time we actually have a conversation with someone about us, they're likely more than halfway through the sales process. It's kind of daunting in a way, isn't it? People don't need us. They don't need my client to tell them about the importance of retirement planning or any other features and specifications of his product or service. So your relationship has to be more than just being a purveyor of information. To cut through today's buying clutter, you need to have an authentic, unique, and memorable interaction. Create emotional connections quickly and lay a solid sales-forward foundation. So be deliberate, planful, and mindful about your interactions, what you say to people, either face-to-face or in your sales and marketing messages. Put down your script. Disengage your autopilot. And more times than not, your audience will do the same. And we'll all be better for it, right? I'm David G., the three-second guy, and I am always making my three seconds count. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.